Tired of it, Ben. <laughs> hey, welcome to the uh, Game Over podcast with my good friend uh, Eric Gagne. I'm your host, uh, Max, co-host, Max Martin, Maxim Martin. I don't know how to say it. I'll say it in both. You're so the main host. I'm the, I'm the main host. You're the co-host. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, you're in town still, so uh, actually it's the same day. I just changed shirts. You're dressed the same. People aren't fucking idiots. They'll know that, you know, they'll, uh, you know, I gotta stop swearing. People, my mom gets mad at me when I swear, so she, she texts me. <laughs> Sometimes when we're live, she'll text me, stop swearing. <laughs> like, really? Well, yeah. Anyway, so uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, it's going to be a lot of nostalgia, I think, today for Expos fans. Uh, our guest is Perry G., Uh, which is somebody, uh, somebody you know that uh, is a major Expos fanatic. Oh, um, crazy Expo fanatic. That's what we want. That's what we want. He's And number one fan by far. Yeah, still. Man, oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah. You know, it's, it's through these people that we can actually have the team back. It's not through our politicians and stuff. It's like, you know, real fanatics, real fans, real believers. You know, that's, that's how you spread the joy. That's mm -hmm. how you spread the attraction to like, you know, man, come on. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm running out of things to say to bring back this team. And like we, I, we talk about it like almost we're every... We're trying. Yeah, I know. We're, we're like, trying. You know, how about you, why don't you fucking buy it? We just need $2 billion. Dollars. Okay. Right. $2.2 billion. I like right. your point two. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine. We got $2 billion. What? Point two? Ah! That's it. We were yeah. so close. We were so close. <laughs> oh, damn it, damn you and stuff. And just... Um, but um, you retired in 2008, so you saw the Expos leave. Mm -hmm. well, what was the reaction around the league when, when that happened? Well, the crazy thing, I talked to Marquis Grissom and Grip, Marquis Grissom, Walker. We had an interview with him earlier, yep. and then they, and they all love the city. They all love the smoke meat. They all love well, the, the poutine. They, they got used to it also, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean everybody really was disappointed because they all love coming here. They love coming like Montreal, the trip. You know, the yeah, like as an opposing player. I mean, it was different for you because it was coming mm -hmm. home. But I mean, how did the guys go? How, how did Montreal? How did the other players see? Montreal. Was it they like loved a, it. They loved yeah. the food's amazing. They love that it's a melting pot. They love that there's so much, you know, so much to do around here. Summers are amazing. They all talked about, it, especially the players. They used that to be here. amazing. Right now with the climate change, we're uh, we're hoping for <laughs> a little, uh, cool. yeah, little yeah, yeah, a little different. But anyway, exactly. it's, yeah, they all loved it. I mean, that's 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 been like. That's why people didn't understand why they would have left. And, of course, the 4,000 fans it didn't help either. But the stadium well, we was kind of – We know why. We know why. The stadium was kind of blah. That's what they talked about. They love coming in the subway, taking the subway all the way straight into the stadium. What would you guys think? Because you weren't staying in the – We stayed at Queen Elizabeth. We stayed there or the Sheraton Hotel. And you guys took a subway to come to the game? They did. No. I didn't do that. No, of course not. No. You couldn't do I that. Did. You were the, home, the hometown <laughs> hero. You can't you – know, you But it was, I mean, that. It was amazing. My, my time here, I had the best time. My first – First time was you played in, what twice? Here? I played twice here. Yes, I had one start. I went uh, six innings. I think I gave up four runs. Lee Stevens hit a home run, like a three-run home Stevens. run. Lee Stevens, yeah, first base, right? Uh huh. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he hit a home. Yeah, uh, he had a bomb. I think I gave up four runs, if I if I remember right. One bad inning. Okay, but it was fun. It was amazing because I had to leave like probably fifteen thousand tickets. It was crazy. Obviously. And they all gave it to me. The Expos were really good to me. They all gave me all the tickets. On the pass list was humongous. Well, you know, that's, that's for feeling like have shit a big for family. not signing you. I do have a big family. So it was, uh, What about the second time? Second time I was a closer, and that was yeah. fun. We had a day game, and I remember I was a little bit hungover. Cause I had really? All, I went out the night before. I had all my friends out. We went to uh, Winston Churchill. Oh God! Yeah, on Crescent, oh, yeah. Crescent Street. For those who don't know, so I was taking Does my guys still exist? out. I think it still exists. I'm not sure, but I, I think know. so. I haven't been there. In so a while. you got drunk, knowing you might pitch. I went out late. Not saying I got drunk. Okay, I wasn't sober. Let's put it that way. But I did. Now it was. It was. It was funny because I had all my friends. So I thought, oh, we'll take you out. I wasn't supposed to pitch the next day. Well, you're a closer. You don't know. Oh, I was supposed to have a day off. They called it a day off. But then they're like, oh, you know, you came in a little late. And I was a little bit tired. It's not yeah. put it that way. And I was okay. a little hungover. And I it slept. It showed in your face? Oh, my god! On your face, It was yeah. hard. It was really hard. But I got the saves. That's when Sean Green threw the guy out of the home plate. And I got the save. I, was, uh, I think it was 3-2 ball game. I saw 2-1 or 3-2. What's, like What's it like to throw a hangover? Oh. Hungover. I've done that a lot. But. <laughs> I've done that a lot. Listen up, kids. Every day. If you get hung over long enough, I, you might win the I know, but I, didn't, I wasn't pitching like, you know, like, well, then again, I've done so many shows hung over. No, but Actually, I, no, mean, I wouldn't do them. I, I haven't done it that much, but I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes you don't think, you're just trying to execute. And then, But it was crazy. It was fun because just coming back here, you know, seeing all my friends, all my family here, trying to show the guys a good time because I took a bunch of, a bunch of teammates out, my friends. So we yeah. had a good time. Went out there. So you weren't the only one who wasn't hung over. 
over then. No, we were on a Sunday game, so we had Saturday <laughs> really? night out, a Sunday day, Sunday oh, day getaway. Man. So that was a Saturday night game. Got drunk. Saturday night Sunday game. Afternoon. The Sunday afternoon game at one o'clock, wow. and that was a little. It was it was hard, but you know. Who I, was coaching? Was it was still uh, who was coaching? For us, yeah, Jim Tracy. Jim Tracy. Yep. And he knew you were hungover, so it was like, all right. I don't man. think he knew, but you know, that's well, my job. The way you, the, that was my job. So I'm no, sure the, the way you're making time. it sound, it's like he was like almost like saying. Like, oh, I was. You know, I slept till the sixth inning. So. Where did you sleep? In a clubhouse. Watch TV. In a bullpen? No, no, in a clubhouse. You're allowed to do that? Oh, yeah. Really? Closers, yeah. I had to get my treatments in and everything else. Oh, yeah, your I got my, I got my uniform <laughs> your on. Your Tylenol treatment. I got my treatment. <laughs> I'm going to make myself puke a little bit so I can, like, you know, I don't do it on the mound. Yeah, flu-like you know, symptoms. Flu-like flu, symptoms. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is now? Uh-huh. Flu-like symptoms? Yeah. The man. bird flu. Next <laughs> Don't say that. God, we just got out of the pandemic, man. No, Come on, Greg Goose. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I get it. All right. Oh, that's fucking hilarious, man. I love it, man. So, but... uh Who was? I guess we can. I don't know. We're, we're gossiping. I guess you know. I heard who actually played. Who, who there was a ball player who said. Whenever they played the Twins, Terry Steinbeck. Mm. Do you remember him? Oh yeah. Yeah, he said, "Man, we'd be we'd be like fuck. We'd be at the plate that we could hear like you know what we could smell what he drank last night. Oh yeah, on his breath. Oh yeah, there's. But a, he was back, an amazing player, days. man. He actually oh, yeah. could pull it off all well, the back time. Back in the days, that was what that's what it was. You go out, drink, have a cigarette between innings. Remember Jim Leland? Yeah. Jim Lee was smoking. Right. He was, oh, yeah, he was, he was hiding. hiding, yeah. <laughs> exactly. A little different. Well, it was game. coaching. It's different than playing. Yeah. You know what But I mean? I'm sure there's players. I've seen players smoke. And, yeah? And, you know, Between innings? Oh, yeah. Cigarettes? Uh-huh. Well... <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> well, don't go naive on me. Come on. Well, I don't know. I never smelled drugs before, so come on. I don't know what it is, but no, like, uh, yeah, really? But no, yeah, I've seen, I've seen some. Yeah. But now it's totally changed. Oh yeah, now guys are in shape. Guys are athletes and everything else. Back in the days, we're an athlete. Remember John Cruck talking about you don't need to be an athlete to be a baseball player. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah. it changed a little bit. Now you know, there's a lot more money involved. There's a lot more everything else, and you know, guys are a lot more serious. But it's changed a little bit. When But when do you think it changed? When do you think it changed? Because I mean, it doesn't come overnight. I mean, I know generation wise. Social media. You think? Of course, social really? media. Well, you, cell phones. Pictures. People don't go out as much. You don't do the same thing. It's different. It's a very yeah, different okay. ballgame. I mean, back in the days when we went out, I didn't have cell phone. You just basically, my wife or my girlfriend would have to call me on the phone at the hotel, and that was the only way to get you know get a yeah. hold of each other. So, yeah, because I'm thinking, and not just that, because I mean, it, it, the whole, like when I was a kid, you know, whoever was drunk, whoever was the drunkest at the party was almost like you know, not the hero. It was like, oh man, he fucking did you see what he drank, and then he. And if you puked on top of it, it was like, you know, but it's like whoever was drunkest and who could handle his alcohol, it was like, you know, like, you know, the godlike of the it party. It wasn't you know? that bad, but no, it was No, but what I'm saying it, is like, no, but I look different. at my daughter. My daughter's 22 years old now. It's mm-hmm. like if if you go to a party and you're and you're the drunken idiot, that's what you are. You're just a fucking idiot. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, that's, they, uh, that's they look that's down what... on it now. We used to like, you know, like almost like, you know, whoa. Yeah, a little different with cell phones now. You look stupid. No, but it's the, the, it's the memories mentality. are there forever. It's in the cloud yeah, forever. But I'm, but I think the mentality of things, also uh, makes things different too. I think the new generation has got, they're looking for that healthy way. And not yeah. just like, you know, totally stay away changed. from alcohol. Look, I, I don't even know any of my of my daughter's friends who smoke cigarettes. Oh, it's good. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? So everybody is very health else. oriented. Yeah. 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 Before we have our guest, because uh, we've done, um, for those who don't know, we pre-taped some stuff because we're going both on vacations. Uh, we've, we've talked about so many different subjects. Um, and uh, there's one thing we didn't talk about that I kept, I've been, I've been wanting to bring this up for a little while now. And it involves two Blue Jays pitchers, Alex Manoa and, uh, and Kevin Gossman. Mm-hmm. If I'm Kevin Gossman, he's hurt, right? I think he's, or he just got back. I'm pissed off because I mean, he, he's, he's actually he's got no run support this year. Yeah, it's amazing. It's actually, how does that work out? I mean, it's like, do players actually know? Like, if Kevin's pitching today, I'm a, I'm a regular player. Do I go to the other guys and go, seriously, guys, fuck, man, I I'm feel go bad. For no, but seriously, it's like, it, it's funny how like every guy on the team decides that well not decides but you know what i mean for some reason when this guy's on the bat goes quiet it's like you know what i mean it's like <laughs> no it's it's weird I'm because, off. what's the word in english what's yeah. a bad bad uh, uh, not bad omen but uh, you yeah, know what i mean it's like I uh, it. it's, yeah. i don't know what it is but yeah whatever people are the bad angle people bad luck. just bad luck just like, you know that's that's the thing and there's that's sometimes... a pitch is going to be frustrating go like come on guys yeah. just fucking put one out there for me when i pitched with the when i was at the dodgers kevin brown was one of those guys he had a two a 190 or whatever and then he went out there and would give him two runs 
I mean, he would score two runs. He gave up one, lost. I mean, it was unbelievable. There's just there's things like this. Maybe it's you know how fast they they, they work or whatever. There's something going on. But then, you, especially for Alex Manoa, it's not the time to do that because he's been working his he's working hard to get back, and it's it's frustrating. But well, there's guys like he's that. He's actually kind of back. I mean, he uh, he's got yeah. uh, out of the three stars since he got called back. Uh, he's got uh, two decent ones, and the mm-hmm. last one was actually okay. And you know, he's still giving up walks, but you know, he's got more strikeouts than walks, which is important because when he went down, it's like. But I mean, I love the way that I love the way. I mean, first of all, he didn't get sent down to the minors. He went back to extended spring training. Yeah, that's not a slap in the face, but that's like pretty much saying out loud. That's like going. Re- that's like pitching rehab. You. It's like pitching rehab, literally. Exactly. Like, is, yeah, you're we're going good. back to bottom, going back to the basics, trying to find yourself again. And there is something to be said. Like, hey, just go pitch. Who cares about the results? And you know, of course, he went down. He gave it up a lot, but he gave up ten runs in one inning. And you know what? And the way I th- I looked at it, I, honestly, I thought it was over. I thought he was getting the uh, not the jibs. What do you call it? The, uh, the yips. The yips. yips yeah. Yeah. The no, jibs. I mean it's you know <laughs> I've seen it, and I don't think it's the yips. I think it's uh, like. I felt like this in Boston. Boston, nothing was going my way. I wasn't throwing balls, but I mean, it was not you know, everything. I was pitching in the middle of the zone. Everything was getting hit hard. I wasn't getting calls on the corners. Wasn't getting run support. Same thing. It's just really? it, the base. There is a thing as such thing as the baseball gods. There it really is. I mean, it's it's amazing how it works. I mean, there's sometimes you're gonna go out there and give up. You know, we saw Alex. Like he goes out there, he gives up one or two. You know. You get two quick outs, and then you get to two strikes, and all of a sudden you walk a guy, then you get a bloop single, then yeah. you get a home run, then three runs. I'm like, what What happened? This is before you even think about it. And I think that's really what happened to him. But there's guys like this that don't get run support. Gosman usually gets pretty good run support. It's not really a bad This is an exception because, yeah. I mean, honestly, he's, he's, I yeah. think he's one of the pitchers in the American League who got the least run support through all his starts. I mean, if you look at his ERA, he should be like, you know, he should, he should have twice the same amount of, uh, yeah. of, of, of wins that he has right mm-hmm. now. And, just, uh, and, and kudos to Alex Manoa because, I mean, I mean, he's bounced back. I mean, I, I think this is where you be. You get tested not only as an athlete but as a person. Yeah, you got to go back in your tank. You got to go back in a good memory, happy memory, and kind of like forget about it. It's it, it's yeah. impossible. It's hard to do. I mean, I've had I've it's had a humbling experience, through. man. You got to talk to yourself every night. And well, go, it's this frustrating because that's yeah. what we do. That's the only thing we know in life is to throw a baseball and get outs. I mean, it's not that difficult for us to do. But all of a sudden, you're like, I can't do this. I and mean, then you start you're starting to doubting yourself about everything. And then you're starting to get into your own you know your own mind. You're like, yeah. hey, what am I doing? Am I good enough? What am I doing here? You, you almost won the signing last year. It's not like it's, it's not like he's been declining. It's not like it's hasn't declined. I wonder if the pitch clock has something to do with it. Maybe that's something he wasn't used oh, to it. You so know. I never didn't even thought of that. Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to find some. You yeah. know, because change, starting changing routine, starting to accelerate everything. Everything changes. Creature of habits. When I went to the Red Sox, I was a closer. We're going back to the Red Sox. Oh, we're going back. Negative. You know, every podcast we're talking about the Red Sox. That's I think okay. I think that's something that's not really solved within you, inside of you. Well, at some point, <laughs> I feel I feel like you're, I'm, okay. I'm your shrink of that era. You know, I gotta start wearing the ring. The Wilson ring that makes me feel a little bit better. Well, no, that, that would be it, a start. But you were saying no because you were talking about the fact that you weren't getting like the calls on the corner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked about this on the, on a previous podcast. Like you know, I think because we're talking about like robot umpires and stuff and what sucks about that is like i think you know if you're if you're justin verlander if you if, if you're one of these guys who's been around for a while who's proven you know that mm-hmm. that's you're one of the great ones um you get those calls get the benefit it, it, it's, it's a reward but it's, yep. it's part of the reward of having a successful career you yep. know you get that wink from the umpire which you won't get from a robot but anyway mm-hmm. that's a different uh, subject but what i'm saying is like i mean you were eric gong you were like you know cy young winner when you get the you boston, still yourself you, but you're not getting those calls you know do you that's frustrating you off did you piss yeah. off somebody? I didn't do anything. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, no, but you got to wonder. Like, you're yeah, you're wondering, and, 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 and usually you get those. You don't get those calls when everything goes bad, and it's it's crazy. That's why I was saying to baseball guys, like sometimes you're like when you're dealing, they're missing pitches right down the middle. Not the, the umpires, but the pit, the hitters miss pitches down the middle, and you're like, all right, that was a bad pitch, but no one I got away with no it. damage. Yeah, and a lot of times like, I made a great pitch, and the guy just hits it out, and you're like, what's going on here? It's just the way baseball works, and it's unexplainable. It's not really it's something and when you're out there and you feel totally naked you feel like you're you know you're a piece of meat and there's sharks gonna attack you they feel that the hitters That's feel quite the image <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> how it feels like it might you feel really 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 helpless when you're going out there and everything goes a you know, that's how shit. you felt, and I can understand why every podcast would talk about your days with oh, the yeah. Boston PTSD Red from Boston <laughs> and behind you was Babylon who's also one of the great ones. Dealing. No, but yeah, but not just that. I'm saying, and a friend of yours on top of it yep. too. And uh, 
Like, how, how was the relationship right now? It was like, did he, he was obviously, you know, the one to pick you up, you know, I mean, coach will talk to you, but it's like. The whole know. team did. That was a cool part about it. Like, the whole yeah. team, like, I was down on myself, and I was trying to really stay positive and everything else. And I really, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be the best cheerleader I can be. That's it. If I can get out, if I can get any, do anything on the field, I'm going to try to stay positive off the field. I'm going to try to be the guy that, you know, makes jokes here and there. But it was tough. It was really hard. And then I can, I, I can, I can feel what Manoa felt like because it's, it's very, very humbling. It's very, uh, you feel helpless. You yeah. feel you're by yourself on the mound. Everybody's like, what the hell is, what's he doing? They take it personal because they, the fans think you do it on purpose almost. It's I'm like, uh, yeah, I know. I'm sure like, you know, it's hard. It's, it's like, very, very difficult. And it's not something yeah. I, I don't wish that on my worst enemy to be on the mound and feel that naked, just that, you know, you have no, it feels like, it feels like, what am I doing here? I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, but you know what you should, you open the door. I can't believe, you know, it's, that should have been brought up earlier. Yeah. You should wear the ring. My I precious. I think I should. My precious. <laughs> Come on. That's part of the whole fucking thing. Uh -huh. How many times did I say fuck so far? My mom's going to, you know, call me again. So, uh, you know, it's a dollar again, protesting. Remember? Is it? Oh, weren't, weren't we doing that? Like we were like, we're trying to get a new ball field for Sanders stash. Mm -hmm. We forgot about this. Uh, the, we have the about 500 bucks now. You're yeah, at right. 495 bucks of yours. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm actually financing this whole thing by myself. You know, so, uh, yeah, I think you, throughout the whole season, you said, like, shit once, I think, or something. <laughs> I've been uh, dropping the F-bombs. And, uh, hey, I'm glad to get uh, our, our guest on. Uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be good memories, smiles, sadness. Well, not sadness, you know, like, stay with us. Nobody's going to cry. It's not the Lion King when you know when, Maybe not. when the daddy dies and at the beginning of the movie. Why was that my reference, man? That just shows Lion how old King. I am. Because well, no, my, well, my my daughter was like two and a half, three years old when the, when the Lion King came out. Anyway, but um, Perry G, Perry G, yeah, exposed yeah. fanatic. So without wasting any more time, let's go to our guest. How you doing, buddy? Akuna Matata. Oh, God, thank you. <laughs> now, man, it makes perfect sense that it, you know, it's almost like we worked it out, man. It's a little routine, <laughs> perfect man. Perfect sense. Oh, God, man. Perry, how, how are you, my man? Good, good, good. Thank you, Eric. Good you guys, you guys doing good? Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good, except when we talk uh, when we talk about the Expos. I just, uh, yeah. just like you can't get over these days with the Red Sox, man, I can't. I jeez. can't, I, you know, it's like, jeez. That's a drop in the bucket next to it being an expert. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. You no, got you a know, ring. What do we got? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm about to go away on vacation. And every, I mean, we didn't do it during the pandemic for obvious reasons. But, I mean, I'm, this, this is our first trip, my family and I. My uh, my son and my daughter, who are huge baseball fans, uh, love those baseball trips. You know, it's, it's family awesome. time. You know, it's a different stadiums all the time. But... I can't help but just go every time we go somewhere, go, Jesus Christ, man. I could also be doing this, like, you know, like a Sunday afternoon, like a nice Sunday afternoon, like we were living today, just like going, hey, kids, got nothing, perfect. Pack it up, like, you know, five minutes from there, you're like at a stadium and stuff. And, uh, man, I, every, almost every podcast, we talk about finding a way of bringing th th that team back. And like I said, I think we have to go through people like you. Or just like, uh, can you become contagious and just you know propel that you know that fanatic side of you to the rest of the province? I become very negative these days. <laughs> Actually, I used to be really, really positive, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not looking very good. It's um, you know, with uh, I, I was one of the few who loved the the uh, well, not one of the few, but I think there were quite a few of us. I loved the Tampa Bay split season thing. Um, really? See, I didn't. It was more like yeah. you know. I think it was a way of testing us, but it, 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 at the same time, it's like it, it wasn't the right way. It's like it's it's, it's like if you're, if, 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 I don't know, you, you get this girl you want to start dating. You know she's out there, but you you, you won't let go of your girlfriend. You go, look, stay here. I'll, I'll try dating her. If it works out, then I'll dump you. You know what I mean? No, you got to think of it the other way. It's like having two girlfriends, one in Tampa and one in Montreal. What's the matter? Yeah, because that always works out. That always, always. works out, man. Yeah, yeah the it's two at the same time, of course. You know. No, it's it's it was it was great for Montreal, and I'll sell it again, even though it's dead. Um, that it was perfect. The summer uh, of baseball in Montreal that started in June and ended uh, in the end of October, uh, end of September, excuse me, and in an open air stadium. Um, you know, 
40 games, I think it would have been perfect for us. I think it really, really would have worked nicely. But I agree. And then get and get the playoffs. Where do you get the playoffs at? Where would you pick the playoffs? Yeah, you know what? what whatever shows up uh, the most. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. You know, like you one maybe you rotate. You know, when yep. when you're here, when you're there. But you know what? It's a nice little. Well, it used to be a cheap flight. There's no such thing as a cheap flight anymore. No. But uh, it used to be a cheap flight to go to Florida, Tampa, whatever. It was like four or five hundred bucks. Now. Well, out of Plattsburgh, it still works out. If you if you go to Plattsburgh, if you to make a little trip, it still works out. Oh, you know, but... So you know, I I really think um, I got to look at at the at the uh, what the park was supposed to look like, and um, I, I think I think Stephen wants to um, show everybody uh, one day, but it'll be like after the Tampa Bay, out of respect for Tampa Bay, once they resolve their. Uh, their ongoing saga. I think it is, isn't it? Though? I think side. they're about. Didn't they just get the, their their new stadiums that deal? They got yeah, it. They not, didn't know. Not even close. They really? got absolutely nothing. No, they These got guys talks. are begging for public money, and it's a it's a tough time to beg for public money unless you're the Olympic Stadium, of course. Yeah. <laughs> then you can beg all you want. Yeah. Let's get. finance the dead, man. Like, yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. That's a Olympic story. Stadium is, is is the building version of the Walking Dead, man. It's like you know, it's it's it's, it's like a zombie <laughs> among other buildings. It's just like the only interesting know. thing about the Olympic Stadium. Stadium now is I think Jimmy Hoffa's buried in like center field somewhere. I think that's uh, the only. Nah, was he buried in the end zone of the Jets? The old uh, no, no, MetLife stadium. stadium. No, no. Yeah. They moved them. They moved them when they were doing construction of the stadium. Yeah, but, uh, but anyway, like I like the Tampa idea, but I guess I digress. But you know something that I remember this uh, back. Uh, I think the Expos had been gone for uh, not that long, maybe like one or two years. And uh, with a friend of mine, we went on a baseball trip all the way down to St. Louis. We, we did some AAA, like we went to see Rochester, we went to see the Cards, we went to see the White Sox, the Reds, nice. and everywhere we'd go. Midwest, nice. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the Midwest, and yeah. uh, and, and uh, you know we we we'd switch you know, we'd we'd speak and switch between French and English, and people go, "Hey, where are you from, Montreal?" And everybody, I swear to God, without hesitation. People would go, oh man, sorry about the expos. Like you'd lost a relative. Yeah. People in the United States or some parts of Canada can't fathom losing your team. Anybody who knows remembers that Montreal was a great baseball city, right? But yeah. those who don't know remember uh, the year 2000 till 2004, right? Oh, you guys didn't support anything. I was there. There were 3,000 people. You know what? Even even as early as the mid late 90s, we were dead. We were finished. You know, like the Olympic Stadium started falling on everybody's head. Yeah. Gloria came in, and it was it was dead. You know, and and I don't like a lot of people like say that you know what I'm a true fan because I stayed there till the bitter end. I didn't go to any. I, I can't even remember. Maybe I went to a handful of games in 2004, 2003. I didn't care anymore. I was like I was fed up, and and I don't blame anybody for getting fed up. And that's why I'll never I'll never blame the, the fans of the Montreal Expos for what happened because you know what? It's that old adage, you know, fool me once, uh, shame on yeah. you. Why shame on me? And 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 that's that's what happened with us. That's what just happened uh, in okay. Oakland. That's yeah. exactly just what happened in Oakland. Yeah, they're they're taking it to the next level in Oakland. They're 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 really really like you know going hard on the fans over there. But over here wasn't much different. You know, they they just killed us and and you know every time we had a star, it just seemed to go like like after '97, like you know Pedro Martinez after having the best uh, season of any starting pitcher in the history of of the Expos. Um, and this is Felipe who told me this story. He goes, Perry, um, uh, Brochure got on the phone with uh, Jim Beattie and said, get rid of him fast. I, I, I get what, whatever you can, because he was an un, 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 uh, he was a free agent. Mm -hmm. So they, they had to get something for him. He was a restricted free agent. So they tried to get anything for him. And what they got was, was um, what's his face, Carl Pavano. And, oh, and, yeah. and Felipe told me Beattie had no idea who Carl Pavano was, never saw him pitch, and that's what we got. So, like, what are you telling your fan base? You're telling your fan base, you know what, je m'en fous, you know, and that's what we got. And that's probably the worst trade. A lot of people debate that, but there can't be a worse trade in Expos history than 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 uh, Pedro for Pavano. That's horrible. Well, the, the Gary Carter one was actually, you know. Ah, at least there were pieces there. Hubie Brooks drove in 100 runs, you know. Like, oh, that's whatever. right. I forgot Hubie Brooks. I'm sorry. Yeah, take it yeah, back. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's so, right. You know what? It's, it's, it yeah, was yeah. all right. You know, you can't really go nuts. Um he his dad charles wanted to move him so he got what he could but but that pavano trade and that's i think that was the, the last straw 
1997 when they got rid of uh, well Langston uh, for Johnson was also not bad but I mean, we got some stuff on oh, Langston it wasn't that bad I mean Langston you know was what? a pretty good uh, start I have really. no problems with that Randy Johnson was hitting birds with his mm. fastball <laughs> he had no control and 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 it was one of those years that we were like I think we were like what 20 games over 500 when at one point in that 89 season and we we're and Charles he had made up his mind that he was selling the team so he said I want to go for it he says, I'm going for it. We're going to go get the best left-hander in the game. And they went They went after Mark Langston. Yeah. He did his job. The Expos, I think in the second half of the season, basically batted 230 for the rest of the way. Stopped scoring runs. Langston did his job. But it's the it's the basic history of the Montreal Expos. Yeah. If whatever could go wrong, did go wrong. And they yeah. just stopped hitting. And 89 turned from a, a 20 games over to basically a 500 team. It was a disaster. Hey, do you think in 94 it didn't have the strike? Do you think that would have been, would still be here, you think, talking about the Expos? Oh, absolutely. Or... Yeah. And you know what? Sure. We didn't even have to win. Yeah. I agree. We didn't, you know, a lot of people, oh, we would have won the World Series. You know what? Even if we didn't, we mm -hmm. just needed to make the playoffs. Yep. And keep that core together. Another great Felipe story. 1995, uh, somebody puts a mic uh, in his mouth at spring training and goes, Felipe, after the success of the 94 team, what do you think of 95? He goes, well... Besides losing my starting center fielder, my starting right fielder, my number one uh, closer, and my number one starting pitcher, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Went, that's Wicklin, what, Walker, yeah. Grissom, Hill. Like, and, and Walker was the best. Mm -hmm. He walked. He literally walked. We got nothing for him. They were afraid to, they were afraid to offer him salary arbitration because he was going to take it. Mm -hmm. So there were no draft choices, no nothing. Larry left. That's sad. How do you explain that to people? That that's what I think. You know, it's sad, but it's actually it's actually that's how good we that's how good we were here. I mean, we're talking about like Moneyball, right? We're talking about we're beating up on yeah. the A's. We're the first Moneyball. Oh, for sure. Expos, because I talked to we I can't remember. <laughs> we're the first. Yeah, we we had to, <laughs> a yeah. necessity again. We're the first Moneyball, but it's like it's 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 pretty amazing if you look at the talent. We we put the just the team together like you know the last. 15 years of the Expos, we have an all-star team. We have all-star players. We have all of famers. It's unbelievable. No, oh, and we talked about it before, man, the atmosphere, the ambiance, mm -hmm. at, 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 like the Expos game late September when they were still in the race, man, a hockey crowd in a baseball stadium. Right? We talked, remember that? We said it before, like the plastic chairs just mm -hmm. making up. God, man, it was an amazing uh, – you couldn't, you couldn't beat it, man. It's just – and you know, just – one thing that pisses me off is when they said that the Braves won 12 or 13 East, uh, Eastern, yeah. uh, Eastern Division uh, Championship. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. Nope. There's got to be an asterisk somewhere, but they didn't even mention it. That's what also that bothered me a lot. I felt like, you know, we, I, I blame a lot of the business people for having that kind of like, you know, defensive attitude of like, there's an old expression. To make a buck, you got to fucking spend a buck. Then spend a fucking buck. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, but we're like, you know, trans we're spending a quarter expecting to get rich. I, but, the, I the league, but the league looked down on the Expos, too, at, at a certain point. Yeah, but after, you know, like after, like I, I, I sometimes wonder to myself, how do those guys, like you're talking some of the best business minds in, in Quebec, right? Mm -hmm. You had uh, Jean Couture, you had uh, Steve in there, you had uh, La Caisse de Depot, you had all kinds of people involved yeah. there. Like how do these people sleep at night knowing that that franchise is worth a billion dollars now? Uh, more than a billion dollars. Two billion. Two point two. Yeah. And, <laughs> Don't forget the point two. And they let the shyster uh -huh. walk with thirty for thirty million dollars. He took a thirty million dollar investment and ran with it and sold it for one point three whatever billion for the Marlins. That's, so, yep. that's you know, like yeah. how do you sleep at night? You know, we had and, and a lot of journalists bring this up too. He goes, you know what, we had it, we lost it, it ain't never coming back, forget about it. No, don't say that. I think they're coming back. You got to stay positive, my man. It's coming. I think it's a new landscape Based on now. What? Based, Based on, on understanding, just, uh, you have to grow the game. You have to. You have to. But we don't have a outside. government. We have. To, we don't have I the political that. will that sees like you know. You know. Maybe we need not, someone. I don't even. I don't even. I disagree <laughs> with that too, man. Because you know what, Legault had loves baseball. He had. He has the will to do it. And he was behind the um, the split city thing. Mm -hmm. He loved it, and I, it would have happened. It would have passed, whatever. He would have found a way to phrase it, saying that you know what, uh, we're going to subsidize it, but we're going to get money back, and yada yada. He would have he would have found the political language to, to make it happen. I, I'm convinced of that 100. But 
it, it's gone now. Who do you think uh, nixed that? Do you think MLB didn't want that idea, or do you think? Because yeah, I think yeah, I think that's executive. a super innovative way. Because we talk about markets. I mean, yeah. you have a double yeah. market. I understand the players yeah. like the players in the summer. The kids are out of school, so it would have been pretty easy. You go to the best, but it's place. still not easy. We, like, and then you're going back to school. Exactly. And then when the season's yep. over, you go back to school. That's not a big deal. Yeah, you do double the market. Well, it's not a big deal from from our point of view. But I mean, we know how tough a baseball season is, baseball season is on on the family. You know, I mean, you I agree. It, I know. So, I agree. You know, I'm not. So. Yeah. I, well, what do you want to do? You want to spend your summers in Tampa Bay, or you want to spend your summer in Montreal? I bet you they'd, they'd love to spend their summer. It would have been. It would have been Tampa a hard. Bay. I agree. It would have been a hard sell for the players, like to say, "Hey, we're going to split." Because yeah. they had a hard time doing it in Puerto Rico because they tried in Puerto Rico. I yeah. think that was a little yeah, bit. But like, that wasn't the same I agree. thing. No, I agree. In I agree. and out, in and out, in and out. So ten games. I agree. So I, I felt like a kid. About- like a, a kid, you know, who's being put in the uh, DPG, the the protection uh, of the I forget what it is in English. Like you know, moving from one foster home to the other. That's what the Expos were at the oh, end, man. It's like oh, you know, man. nobody wants us. Can you just like? But hey, Perry, when did you fall in love with the Expos, my man? When is like? When did you say, you know what? This is my team. This is because people. I don't know if like, you look in the back of you. You got everything, Expo, everything, and you're basically you're the Expo. You're the expo memory. I mean, that's, you know, if they never come back, you're the guy. You're everything. You're expo history. And it's, you know, we, it's like a museum, man. Exactly. When I, when I went, when I went nuts with my collection, like I always loved the expos. Like I, I, my parents were, were Greek, right? And generally Greek immigrants um, usually like tend to go towards uh, hockey. Mm-hmm. Really? It reminds of soccer. Yeah, because it reminds them of soccer. And it's like there's a goal and whatever. So Greek immigrants love soccer, <laughs> hockey, and that's it. Like, it's oh. the same but my dad, my dad loved baseball. Wow. He fell in love somehow with baseball back then. And I used to go to the ball games with him, you know. And, and um, I was, I was, I never played hockey. I don't even know how to skate. Um, so I started in, uh, in, uh, at home like everybody else. And, uh, I played until I was, uh, almost in, in midget. I was never a good ball player, but I played and, um, I coached my son till the end of, uh, midget. And I just, I love the game. I love the expos. And when my, for my collection on that standpoint, I went nuts. I think in, in when I knew it was over in 2000, I started hoarding everything <laughs> because I said, this is it. There's at least I'll be able to look at my you know, at the, at the memories of my guys. And this is what real, the real Montreal Expos were, not the crap that, you know, was coming out at the end, you know, but. Yeah. Hey, well, I got a question. I look, at, look at the back here. Look at this right here. You think we could get a couple items from you? Just to showcase it, because I think yeah, it's no, pretty it, sad. It looks like, like, I mean, it you got to like need it there. What is that? <laughs> I know it's like. Well, I, I, what is that? A beer fridge in my? <laughs> I know, and he doesn't drink, and I don't drink. So, uh, but you know, we, useless. We, no, no, but the obvious, you know, the baseball hat, and then uh, I, I got a yeah. bit of box. It's, it's a bubble head of Cole Hamels, and uh, oh, the, yeah, I know. what do you mean? What, what do you mean, jeez? The you should have seen. Village. You should see what he's got. Hey, what's your most prized, Mike? item that you have in your i want to say in your museum i'm not going to say basement because it's real have you ever yeah, it's ridiculous it's unbelievable well, got, I'm, I'm, I'm having an idea we gotta go you know? check it out no that's nothing that's just oh, this, is, this is a storage closet yeah um <laughs> what what i really love and um it's it's like when they ask you to choose which kids you like uh, which one of your children you <laughs> what, what is your sophie's choice what are you? <laughs> I, love, I love my gary carter jersey it's the last jersey he wore when uh he no doubled over way. his head so it was, yeah, I have that jersey. Um, I have it photo matched, and um, I think that is is probably my favorite because that was the kid's last at bat, his last RBI, uh, and his last you know his last appearance as a as a Montreal Expo. So and the place went nuts, and I you know and we knew call from Harry. Yeah, Harry Carey was made that call for the Cubs. It was awesome, you know. So I think I think that might be my like my favorite piece, you know. Yeah, I know favorite. what you mean because I mean I couldn't help it. Like I mean, whenever something. I come to the studio. Just behind me, like the, this, this, this meeting at the mound between Carter and Rogers. Steve Gary, yeah, yeah, Rogers. I had that same piece. Steve wrote it all out by hand. It was like no a way. slave. He wrote the whole thing. Yeah. That's really? Awesome. You got the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. He's got everything. It's unbelievable. You got to check it out. It's. Uh, we need to do a you show. Got, you guys just burst my bubble. I thought be the only one who had. Actually, I, I thought it was a collector's item. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, yeah. We could do it with the two UPs, Eric. Oh yeah, he's got. Yeah, he's got the mascot. Everything. He's got all the uni. You have no idea. This is. I've never seen a like a bigger. Not an Expo fan. I've never seen a bigger fan or bigger like mem- not memorabilia. Yeah. Just like the history. It, it's a museum. It's really really cool. But you got to be an Expo because if it's not uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. only guy I collect outside of the Expos is Drugger, and that's because of uh, uh, his dad Senior. You know. Yeah yeah yeah. It reminds me of a story. 
um, when I was in Toronto, we were at a, a hotel with uh, on, uh, with Dawson and uh, and Tim Raines, and um, some of the players were. I forget what kind of meeting it was, whatever. And some players came out and Lee Smith was there. Huge, huge guy. And I go, Lee, can I have a picture with you? And he goes, absolutely, whatever. And he goes, hey, look, look, it's Goose Gossage. You, you want me to introduce you, take a picture with him? I go, did he play for the Expos? He goes, no. So I go, well, I don't care. <laughs> no way. Goose Gossage, really? Goose. If you didn't play for the Expos, it ain't going to impress me much. <laughs> oh, man, really? Except Eric, of course. Oh, we go way back. That's because I played against the Expos, <laughs> and I, want, I wanted to be an Expo. That's different. I got the heart of an Expo, and I bleed blue. So so I got everything. That's because that's why you got that hat on, the, the Jackie Robbins. You talked about it earlier. Exactly. Yeah, I know, but I mean, geez, what, There's so much history. It's so much history in Montreal. It's anecdotes. When an anecdote starts, I was talking to Philippe Alou. was like, okay, you got my attention. You know? It's like, oh, Jesus got... Christ. Tell us a little and, bit. And that's what you're saying, history, history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jackie Robinson, the, 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 the Royals, the Expos, Denny Coderre, he, yep. you know, like a lot, of, it sounded weird when Denny used to say it, you know, like it's in our DNA, but it's absolutely true. And that's why I always believe, and I still believe it, even if I don't believe the dream is happening anytime soon, I, I believe like if it would come back, it's going to work because we're going to fall in love with it all over again. It's, mm -hmm. I don't want to crap on basketball or soccer or whatever, but we're not a, this, it's not, we don't have a history yeah. of that. No, I think and, basketball and would work out in Montreal would, because, I mean, the youth is really enjoying the sport, but I think we... Yeah, that's what they all say. All the we underestimate the love that we have for, for baseball, and like you're saying, you know, Absolutely. it's just like... Uh, yeah. And, and and just to change our minds from from just focusing on, on, on the Canadians all the time for 12 months a year, just give us a break and we get something else. No, it was just fun to see, you know, like, man. They, like, That's what summer should be, right? And not just that. We talked also, I'm sorry for the, for those who listen to every podcast because I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself, but, I mean, we have a hard time bringing people back to Montreal. Montreal is becoming a ghost town, you know, with all the construction and everything. And ever since the pandemic, people have, you know, people have fleed. I flee the city, you know, so having a baseball stadium, having a team, it's not just, you know, bringing people back from Quebec to Montreal, but from everywhere else, man, give people reason. Cause right now it's, Absolutely. It's, 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 it's sad, you know, so I want my stadium. We'll get the stadium. Oh, it's man. gonna. You guys gotta stop being yeah. negative. Seriously. What? Uh, <laughs> you gotta stop being negative. I, <laughs> no, I'm staying positive. I'm just. You know, I'm trying to. I think it's gonna happen. It's gonna be the next administration. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. You it's know what like, should be a fundraiser to get money for the stadium? Like everybody should pay ten bucks to blow up the Olympic Stadium. Like you know, like that'd just be four be, billion oh, dollars. That'd be four billion dollars, right? No <laughs> yeah. kidding. It's but you know what? It just shows us. It just shows us exactly what the way we. It it just doesn't make any sense to keep. People whining and crapping and shitting and just, you know, on a new stadium idea, yeah. while we're still financing that one. That that well, that, I, that I, passes I by. They, 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 people don't give. You know, people have given up. The people are like, you know, it's like we're, we're like we're brain dead on that one. We just so used I read, to being I read that, somebody. You know, I read somebody say that that's our Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Bro, that's. I I almost I almost oh, I almost vomited when I heard that. That's our Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I go, come on, man. At least he didn't say the pyramids of Egypt. <laughs> No, but but now we have that huge cock ring also downtown that we spent five million on. So uh, you know, just uh, <laughs> I'm allowed to say that it's a podcast. So like, uh, like I'll put more money exactly. Are uh, you like me? I mean, ever since uh, they they left, I'm I'm looking for a home. You know, I was I was a Pirates fan for a while. Uh, I, 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 the Royals. I enjoy the fact that the Royals won the World Series. You know, when they were supposed to. Like, and the color of the uni. That's my big deal. Yeah, I know. Expos. Yeah, that's close. And Royals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but uh, where was where, where's your heart now? Where, where's your heart? Uh, where's your our uh, sister heart? team? '69 also the Montreal Roy uh, the Kansas City Royals came in the league same year as the Expos. 1969. Oh, I and the Padres. Nice. Yep. Royals, Padres, and Expos. Wow. My team, um, by default, I, I I didn't follow baseball for uh, fudge man for the a long time until until junior uh, came up and. Um, because I have a relationship with the father, I fell in love with the kid, and he just so happened to play for the Blue Jays. If he would have played for the Royals, I would have been a Royals fan. If he would have played for the Dodgers, I would have been a Dodgers fan. And I get a lot of heat for rooting for the Blue Jays in Montreal, man. I get friggin' really? roasted. Yeah, because everybody here hates everything Toronto, right? And I get it. I get it. You know, you hate the Leafs, you hate everything Toronto because... Because they're making it work and we're not. I think there's a sports jealousy there. And I, I, no you know, kidding. There's a city I know, jealousy. Jealous. We, I'm I mean, 
you know, I, rem- I remember when, when comics came from Toronto to Montreal, they would dump on their own city and just, you know, incense Montreal and how great it was. You know, it's the total opposite, man. If you go to Toronto, that's that's how a real city works, man. You come back and you go, oh, really? You know, it's like, I, I, I don't know, I sound like I just keep shitting on, 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 the, on Quebec all the time, but I mean, let's just oh, face the fact. No, you know? I don't, th- you know what, I don't, I, I, I truly believe that Quebec is just as good a baseball town as Toronto, of but course. you just need people to believe, like, like let's say, for baseball i'll give you the perfect example and i love using this example when the jays got rid of russell martin um uh jose batista incarnacion that was i think 2017 yeah it basically went into a, a, a rebuild they went from an attendance of 3.2 million to an attendance of 1.7 within two years now you're gonna win. say is 1.7 still sounds great not for that size of a city that's terrible. They they dropped 1.5 million fans in two years. So how is Toronto a bigger baseball city than Montreal? I don't think they are. I think they're just like Montreal. Their hockey team is number one, uh, just like Montreal is. If I'm in Nets, uh, you know they'll still come out and sell out the uh, the Bell Center or whatever. They don't care as long as you're wearing that that Habs jersey or that Maple Leafs jersey. Yeah. And I, I truly believe that. I think we're just. Toronto and and I'm not dumping on Toronto. Most most cities are the, are like that in baseball. The only true baseball cities are what you're talking about. Um, St. Louis. You're talking about Chicago. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. talking about New York. You're talking about Boston. No matter what happens, you're going to get thirty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Not there are not so many of those baseball towns. No, but that's just because of the teams. I've been to Wrigley Field and Fenway Park, and especially yeah. Wrigley more than Fenway. I'm, I'm I think you know a third of the fans that go to the games aren't even baseball fans because I mean, yeah, it really field. You have to get good seats close to, uh, close to the field. Otherwise the whole time, all you see is there's people walking around taking pictures. It's maddening. I've been to Wrigley Field a couple of times. It's like just sit there, just sit but down. It's perfect, but that's just what you sit want. Down, like, like of course, what Toronto, but... what Toronto has done now with the revamping of the uh, of the Rogers Center, they built this whole cool terrace ter- 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 there with mm-hmm. where you could drink and you could mingle, whatever. You don't even have to see the game, and you walk in, and that's exactly what what Stephen was trying to do in in, in the new ballpark downtown. Uh, the same concept that for twenty bucks you walk into the stadium, you don't get a seat. Mm-hmm. But you can have drinks. You can talk. Uh, if you know what you saw, four or five innings of the game. You're going to go downtown. You're going to party and whatever. It's a great concept because mm-hmm. you know what? It's not only baseball. Kids don't care about watching sports much anymore. They're on their tablets, whatever. My nephews, they don't even watch TV. Mm-hmm. No. Like everything, they they watch it. Everything is YouTube. Yep. They don't give a crap, and and they're and they're sports fans, but they don't watch games on TV. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's oh, what that's what's missing. Oh. All right, let's do a switch a little bit. Let's tell, tell us right. a little bit of the Expo Fest. Expo Fest that you've been running for I don't know exactly how long, but how successful. It's pretty cool because you're bringing all the old memories, all the boys back, and you know I've been, I've been part of probably a couple times, two or three times. Absolutely. And what you do is amazing. And just tell us a little bit about that because that's really really great thing you're doing. From um, in 2015, my niece Catherine died of a DIPG brain tumor. Um, we decided in 2016 as a family to do something because my sister-in-law was, you know, like we needed to do something to keep because there's something worse than losing a, a child. So we needed um, to get her involved into something just for her sanity's sake. And um, I had promised her that, you know what, uh, Kat was going to be a star, you know, like if she, her, her death wouldn't have, wouldn't have been in vain. It wouldn't have been for nothing. We're going to do something awesome. And we started expo fest i knew a couple of expos um we brought them in knowing two knowing four knowing ten um and now you know what seven years later we've raised uh 1.3 million dollars uh one million of that went to research for for brain cancer uh at the montreal children's and now we're super excited that we're on a mission to raise another two million for the cat demis pavilion at the montreal children's hospital which will open this fall and that is, we're super excited about that because uh, Saint Justin has the uh, Manoir Ronald McDonald, yeah. where parents could stay um, while their kids are in long-term care. But the Montreal Children's doesn't have one of those, so they asked us if we can help them. And they, you know, when they said we we want to name it after a cat, it was hard to say no. So uh, it's going to be a place where parents, because family is the best medicine. 
yeah. where parents could stay while their kids are in long-term care. And when children are in long-term care, that usually means something is not going well. It's either chemo or, um, or radiotherapy. So um, we're, like I said, we're super psyched to get this off the ground. The grand opening is going to be this fall. And uh, we got some more work to do. So hopefully we can raise that $2 million. We have 10 years to do it, but I'm oh, not yeah. a young man anymore. So I'm hoping that we could get it done in like five, six years. So we got 300000 in in the till. We need another 1.7. So we have some gallows left in us. Yeah. And you saw, it, it, see, you mentioned you know, the X Expos. The X Expos, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, we had Larry Walker as our first guest on the podcast. Awesome uh, guy. Oh, no kidding. And but Larry is so cool. And whenever I see, you know, old Expos players, I can say, oh, now because you're playing for the Expos, you're getting up there. Yeah, absolutely. The attachment is still there. I'm not All saying I'm, I'm not saying players aren't attached to the cities they played in, but there's something special about Montreal and the guys who played here. Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I, am, is, 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 am I being no, biased because it's absolutely. my own town? No, man. It's absolutely true because Montreal was dirty. It was dangerous. It was fun. It was exciting. Now, not so much, but back in the 80s and 90s, that's what it was, you know, and all the players loved it. The nightlife, the, uh, you know, the girls, you know, they, they were the kings over here, you know, so uh, they love coming back, uh, living, it's like reliving their youth, you know, like, like when we have Rondell and Cliff over here, like I pick them up at the airport, I don't see them again until after the uh, gala, you know, like, where were you guys? <laughs> but, you know, they, you know, everybody loves the city. It, it's a fun it's it's a fun place, and you know what, Montreal is still a great place. So um, it is. You know, it's, it's 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 what pisses me off, man. Like, if you look at Montreal in like late sixties, the seventies, early eighties, we were a, a, a world model. We had ambition. We want, we wanted to get things done, and we did get things done. Now we're just surviving. We're just grasping at straws. You know, you you talk about Lego. You know, being all all in for the expos. Nobody's got the balls to make that decision to go. You know what? P- people need to shut up. Let us do our thing, and we'll see what happens. Because once again, when we had the, who did we talk to that said, um, oh, Roger Brulot. Roger Brulot was one of our guests and said, and he, and he was pointing out something that I'd forgotten, and I remember that it was being said out loud that you know the expos and the Nordiques leaving Quebec was gi- was giving the government more money for uh, for building better roads and a better uh, healthcare system. Ta-da! Honestly, really, come on. Short, short-sighted. It was it was short-sighted to say the least, you know, because that was that was Lucien Bouchard's famous last words. You know, I can't in in good conscience uh, give money to a new stadium when we have no hospital beds and our roads are whatever. And here we are. The anniversary is next year, twenty years. The team's been gone for twenty years in twenty twenty-four. Yeah. Are our roads any better? Our, is our medical system no. any better? No, it's not. And it, it'll never be because the system is broken. You know, fix the system. The money, you could dump all the money you want. Let's get political. You can dump all the money you want into Medicare. It won't make a difference. If, if it's not, if it's not, did you, should, you know, come in full there, forget about it. No. We're going to keep this upbeat. Do you have a question? Go ahead. I said you were going ahead. Said. That's fine. What's your, hey, when you, where, when did you learn the Expos were leaving? When was it? Where were you? I know you. Yeah, let's keep this slide that. and happy. I remember you remember that. <laughs> yeah, I like Official? it. I like to get him going. Yeah. Officially, yeah. or or like when did I get the sense? When you officially? We all knew Canada oh, well, kind of leaving, but uh, that, that was the last year. Like you know, the rumors were everywhere in uh, in uh, 2002, mm-hmm. 2003. But yeah, when they finally, you know what, Eric? Honestly, I, I think it was like a sense of relief. Yeah. Like it's finally over. Like I knew it yeah. was happening. It was like going so, to see know, someone. It was going to see like your your grandma at, at you know at, at the unlike hospital. The it was like yeah. ninety eight years old. You know, it was just yeah. a matter of time, and it was just hard to see yeah. and just. Uh... Unlike the Nordiques, which was a like a, a death that came out of nowhere, us was a nice, slow, painful, mm-hmm. embarrassing death. And I, you know what? When when it finally happened, I go there it is. Yeah. You know what? And 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 I wasn't sad. It just made me mad. I was mad for a lot of years, man. I was yeah. really pissed. For a well, just years. like you, man, I didn't watch baseball from like 2004 to oh. about like a good four or five years. Same thing after the 94 strike. It took me a long time. Mm-hmm. After that 94 strike, I was so pissed off. I think I watched it like in 98 or 99. It was just like, it was just, it was painful, you know? It's like, uh, now I'm enjoying the game. And I'm t- a lot of people stop watching altogether. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. A lot of people stop watching the Expos altogether. Yeah. Let's keep this like, light. You know, in, people uh, think and, it's a. It, it's a no, go ahead. 
No, I said some people think it's a joke. Like, uh, you know what? Uh, I stopped watching baseball, but it's 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 a reality. A lot of people just said, you know, even though the Expos were still playing and everything, they said, screw that shit. I, yeah. I'm fed up. Uh, enough is enough. How about we go with uh, your top five memories of the time the Expos were here that you saw, that you watched? Not, you know, stuff you read about, but, you know, honestly, just, you know, you witnessed. I got, I got, I got I'll go, I go ahead. One. My, my number one is is because uh, I was there for for the game and for the uh, for the batting practice, whatever was the All Star game in uh, 82. in eighty two. I thought that was like we were the center of the baseball universe yeah. that day. You know that, that that you know that weekend and 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 you know beginning of the week, whatever. There was nothing else except Montreal. The that that ugly stadium never looked better. It was awesome. All the stars were there. And, you know, like, you know, you, you could see pictures of it. it. It was just beautiful. And and the fact that Montreal, you know, it was the first city outside of the U.S. to ever get a an all-star game, right? So we were number one there, man. We were amazing. We had great stars. Like we had, who, who made the team? Rogers, Reigns, Oliver, Carter, Dawson. We had five guys? You know, we had five guys. Wow. Five guys, yeah. But- and we did that again in 94. Mm-hmm. We did that again in 1994. In 94, we had uh, Cordero, we had Fletch, we had Hill, we had Grissom, and, and we had Moises. Oh, didn't we, oh, we didn't have Walker? No, either? Walker wasn't an all-star that year. No, okay. he wasn't an all-star that year. But, you know, it goes but, back um, to what I was saying, because now we have an expansion team. When you have a new team in the league, within the next couple of years, they'll get the all-star game to, you know, to get like you know attention to the market. Yeah, I, I that's what like, I think they should do now. Just do all-star games in the next future markets. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Bring that back an all-star game here next year or whatever. It's just see the markets, see how it responds. Well, they grow. tried it when they played the the, the, the Blue Jays would play their last exhibition game. Like, uh, play, bring the all-star game back. Yeah, you know what I mean. But just the point like, is, make like, it an event. That'd it be took a while cool. for that, and then and 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 you mentioned it. You know, like uh, I, I got this feeling that you know the the, the league was was like, like, hey, look at us. We're now you know we have we have two teams like uh, north of the border, but at the same time. I don't think there was that, that that if you were struggling, you were on your own. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's like okay, we'll give you teams outside of the U.S., but you know what? Make it work. That's the that's the feeling I had as a kid. We were like you know alone on the island, like you know like we were, you know I don't know. Am I wrong or something? Or you know what? I think Montreal was always looked at in a positive light, especially with, by the Americans. And like, like to your point where they said, you know what, well, we missed the Expos and, you know, yeah. it's a shame what happened, this and that. And and, and that's the reality. But I'm talking about like Major League Baseball and the owners, not the fans, not the U.S., you know, in general. Uh, you know what? Yeah. They just they just got greedier and greedier. And Montreal was, you know, like like when they, when they, when they just, you know, canned this whole uh, split city thing, it was the same thing. They were saying, like, you know what, well, we're already getting our asses handed to us by Tampa Bay, who's not spending money. Now we're going to have Montreal, too, doing the same thing, you know, whatever. You know what, forget that, you know. So MLB was never, yeah, they were never friendly. Yeah. The I don't believe, uh, especially in the 90s, yeah. Seelig, Seelig made sure that we were, like, going to get wiped off the face of the universe. That's sad. But, sad. We need a team back. We want it back. No, it's like, Come on, <laughs> I was like, let's keep this. Like, let's I, I believe. I I really do believe. I'd be just imagine just having back and you know having play against the you know. But you know, play against the Yankees, playing against Boston, playing against Toronto. I mean, that would that's the. Perfect. How would that not have worked? Yeah, no kidding. That's, and it's not just that. You know what I mean? You don't even need fans because you have those fans already. You have the Toronto Blue Jays fans. You have the, the, the hey, you don't have to Boston convince me. Fans. This just makes, makes too much sense. That's why I can't I can't say no. There's no way I can stay negative on that because I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, you have to have the right owner. You have to write the right structure in place. We talked about earlier about the gambling and all that stuff, the money. The money is coming in differently. I believe in this. I believe in it. But, you, you know. We got to have Perry positive. We got to have him positive. Know, and also, <laughs> something we haven't mentioned is the fact that, you know, people talk about maybe the NBA coming to Montreal. I'm, I'm, I'd, love to have, I'd love to see Montreal get three out of the four major sports. We'll never get an NFL Why not? Game. Why not? Yeah. But the thing is also, baseball games, you have 81 games to sell. To, you have 81 games to sell. It's cheaper to go see a baseball game than it is to go see a basketball game or a Absolutely. hockey game. And that we forget, we get, we get, we forget that family enter, entertainment yeah. value. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, and it's in not the summertime cheap. on top of it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And baseball is always a family thing, you know. Like, like honestly, like it, you can't hockey. Like it's so loud, you know. Whatever, you know. I love watching a hockey game too, but it's not very kid friendly, you know. Baseball is 
is that. And it's always it was always a a, a family sport. And now with the rule changes, I love. Oh the rule yeah, changes. that's what I was gonna. I go think now. they're so amazing. Maybe they could tinker a bit with the pitch clock, maybe make it a little longer, whatever. But the fact that they got everybody like hustling a little bit is a great idea. Two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's what you want. You know, the, the, a soccer game, they, they keep comparing it to soccer and basketball. Soccer is two hours. You know what you're getting into. You know what you're getting out. And basketball, it's the same thing. It's like two hours and a half, grow max, you know? So yeah. I, th- I think it's great. I think it's great for the game. From what I've seen, attendance is up. Um, yeah, the around the league. Up. Everything, everything is pointing in the right direction, you know? And it's a shame that all these positive things including uh you know the 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 revenue not revenue sharing but the the taxes the luxury taxes the um the uh, wild card this all came after we were done uh-huh. would have been in the playoff a lot more oh my god that would have been so cool. yeah and just that's imagine, all we needed just imagine, to get into the just imagine a playoff game here in Montreal. It would have been nuts. Man. See, because I mean, we're winners. We're all winners here. They love their winners Absolutely. here. It's amazing. Yeah. It'll be so you cool. Could probably to stand watch. on top of Mount Royal and just hear, oh the, hear the noise from the stadium. Anyway, we'd get a downtown stadium by then. Also, mm-hmm. just uh, yeah, another, another fun memory that you have about the, uh, about the expos. I got, I got yeah. mine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to share mine after. The, I love the All Star Game. I love, you know. Every game I used to go to, and especially when I used to take my kids, you know, yeah. like I, I was uh, I, I was a young dad, so I was able to take my my sons to the game and teach them baseball, you know, and and you know a lot of people you know say like oh every uh, your average uh, baseball fan is fifty uh, six years old, you know what? I have two kids who are thirty, you know, twenty nine and thirty one, and they love the Montreal Expo, you know, because I taught them everything there is to is to know, you know, like yeah, pass it down. Uh, every game I want my kids, I love because I had that chance, and it. And it pisses me off that a lot of my friends, uh, fathers, and many of our followers out there, or our fathers, can't take their kids to a ball game. No. They could. They could go to Toronto. Yeah. They could go to Chicago. But they're never going to see. And like I said, yeah, that's quali- that's quality time with your friends, oh, your family, and you man. pass down that passion down to you know I generations to generation. Yeah, that's absolutely. cool. That's really good. What is your favorite moment? Um, Curtis Pride, who was deaf, would What'd hit you say? Uh, Curtis, Curtis Pride. Pride? Uh, yeah, we, we make, did you really just make that joke? We're going to be canceled. What the fuck did you what? just do? I didn't even make a joke. What are you talking about? I said Curtis Pride. Yeah, Curtis Pride, mm-hmm. right? Curtis Pride. Yeah, yeah. I, played, I played with Curtis. He was my roommate. Was, yeah. Yeah, in AAA. Really? Kirky, yeah. Okay. He was my roommate. And uh, Great guy, Curtis. Awesome. No kidding. And we were playing the Phillies. It was the end of September. Uh, it, it was a battle between first and who was first and second. They were going back and forth. It was like almost like the last weekend or like the next to last weekend. And Curtis hits a, it's like there's somebody on second or third or whatever, and he hits a double. And the place is sold out. He hits a double. The uh, he drives in at this point the winning run, which I think we won that game too. And the place is just going nuts. And of course, Curtis was deaf. It still is, I guess. But you know what I mean. And then uh, he. Um, the, the third base coach would wave to him of like, "Hey, they're cheering." I think for it was you. Jerry Manuel. I think it was it. Yeah. And he says, yeah. "Take off your take off your helmet and yeah, take yeah. your and because he, he and it, man, I just That's got amazing. so emotional." Mm-hmm. That's one of the top moments I think in the history of the Olympic Stadium, baseball wise. You know that Gary's yeah. last uh, uh, last hit uh, when Rusty Staub came back in 1979. People went uh, crazy when Tim Raines got that walk in 2000 and uh, 2001, you know, like that was the greatest walk in the history of the Montreal <laughs> Expos, you know? So those are, those are big moments. And, and we recognize those moments. We have knowledgeable baseball fans. We do. And, and it's funny before we, before I started uh, fundraising, um, I thought baseball was Montreal. I was naive. I thought that, you know what, this is it. You know, uh, all baseball fans came from Montreal. I never knew the history that baseball had in, in, in Sherbrooke, in... Uh, in uh, Victoriaville. In, in, in Trois-Rivières. Everywhere. We used to have four minor league clubs in this... Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's and amazing. I was ignorant to all that stuff. And then I discovered, the, you know, some of the most passionate fans... In, 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 in the whole country, you know, and they were all in the outskirts of, of Quebec, you know, and, and that's why I truly believe, and again, even though I don't believe it's going to happen, I believe it would work, even if it yeah. It will happen, happen and it, it will work. I know Because the guys like you, because the guys I believe I, in I know, this and I know the passion. It would work. Working is not, is not an issue. I know people would come out, and that's what... I think someone wants to do it. Yeah. That's what pisses me off is, you know, when you know something is right, then it'll work, yeah. but it just can't get done. Mm-hmm. 
it's very upsetting. I feel you. I feel you. I don't want to add on this, man. Come on. It's like, yeah, we were like on a nice, you know, uprising note. Uh, of hey, just like happy good thoughts. memories, happy times, <laughs> and I'm going back to But like, just, yeah, but it just shows, uh, you know. The on a high, in, in two weeks, we're going out on a, on a softball tour with all my old expos. That's we're right. going out with Bill Lee. We're going out with uh, uh, with uh, Herm Winningham. We're going out with Denny Boucher. We're going out with who else are we going to? With Otis Nixon, we're going out. No way. Yvonne Hernandez. Mark Griffin, we're going out with all the good boys That's for cool. five days. This is our longest tour. We, we start in Sherbrooke, uh, Lac Megantic, Granby, Quebec City with the Capital, and then we're back at Denny Boucher Stadium on Sunday. So No uh, way. That's the old caravan. Nice. Remember the caravan? Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Man, That's I got to cool. go see that. Actually, I want to play, play on this, man. You got to go, like, go walk. You got to take a walk. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, he, he, he keeps bugging me. Because here's the funny thing: is I did the training camp for La Bessie, like enemy baseball Canada, and I got to be in a game, intra squad game, but still, I got to be in a game. And I walked, and he's giving me shit. I'm like a 53 years old man facing a 17 year old pitcher who throws like you know 85 miles an hour heat, you know, or close to 90. In my version, it was 90. Yeah, it looked like 90 the way you swung. <laughs> it looked like 100. Uh, yeah, so I got my walking and I granted out the third, but I was pretty bad. I didn't strike out. That's what I was afraid of. the lineup I gave you, the, the quality of our team is not so uh, is not so high, you know? That's why I was asking Eric, hey, Eric, are you in town? I know, I'm not in town, in I'm mid-August. sorry. Man, well, you know what? I encourage people to go see it, man. It's just for the memories and get a Thank chance you. to see these guys once again. And thanks thanks to you for bringing back also the, some nice memories. You, and uh, I forgot about the All-Star game for and some we'll reason. And we'll, yeah. we'll have a day. We'll have a podcast in your basement at some point. That'd be amazing. Because you got to see it. It's so cool. It's amazing. We yeah. got everyone. Just all three of us. I'll play show and tell for you. There you go. Man, I would love it. Hey, thanks for being with us, man. <laughs> thank Hopefully you, we guys. Talk to you guys. Thank soon. you, my friend. Appreciate it. Oh. Right, thank you. Thank you. All right, man. It's time for uh, the closing now. The closer. Let's do it. I got like, jeez, uh, I got like, I'm uh, very emotional. Yeah, forty. A lot of ups and downs. It's just, uh, man, it's like, uh, I was gonna talk, because um, we talked about the Expos and we talked about like, you know, if, if if we had like, you know, the wild card uh, back in the days, you know, the difference could have made for for a team like uh, for uh, for team. Simon, if you're gonna put something that you want me to read, you can't put it behind the camera because uh, <laughs> we're one or two minutes. All right, good. That means we broke. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you want us to shut up? Is that what you're? Is that what you're saying, Simon? Are you? Uh, you know, it's been over now. Are you being paid in overtime right now? Is that what it is? Just uh, you know, but um, no, because we, we we mentioned something on the on the on the way here as we were driving together. Because uh, when Eric's in town, he doesn't. I need have my a driver. Car, so uh, I'm, I'm your driver now. Yeah, a little, uh, yeah. little diva. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a diva. I need a you. Tra- you're the diva, right? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, of course. Let's, let's make sure that's a, uh, You're my driver. <laughs> I'm driving Mr. Daisy after Miss Daisy. I'm Mr. Daisy. But it's funny because we're talking about like, I hate the fact that it's a one game thing uh, to decide, you know, who gets into the, the, uh, the, the uh, officially into the playoffs, I guess. We should make it a two out of three. And then you brought up a point of like, you know what we should do? Like, we used to do that. When I played Pee Wee and Bantam, we used to have that. Some minor leagues, I think in uh, low and I, hey. High A, high A. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think they did it in double A or triple A. Sorry, I got something in my eye. But mm-hmm. you would have like uh, the first half of the season champion, and then I mean, the, pretty much the yep. season would be split, it would be uh, split up in two. Yeah, I mean, and you have like you know two different champions for me, and then you're thinking, yeah, but if your team sucks in the first part of the season, they're gonna suck in the second part of the season. But sometimes you'd have some nice surprise. Yeah. Some people get on a hot start and just start believing themselves and can't, you know. It would change a lot. I mean, it would change a lot. Yeah. It would actually, it would make it, you know, I think it would make the trade deadline a little bit more boring, but you do a double <laughs> trade deadline. You do one in the middle and one at the end, and then you kind of. I think you. That would be crazy. We're trying to start charging once everything. Once a month. I think. Uh, trade deadline once a, a trade month. trade deadline once a month. Yeah, we're just starting. Just like fantasy leagues, man. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. And you know what? I think and I think, I think the public can have uh, can vote one of the trades. Exactly. Or vote them out. Vote them out. And vote just, a coach uh, out. Get vote people involved. That's out. the next step for the Major yes, League Baseball. Yes. So we're talking about, get, the, um, talking about stocks and everything earlier. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So grumpy people like me yeah. can actually, you know. They, yeah, yeah, they're investors, so they can do whatever they exactly. want. Like, you have a certain amount of, you know, It'd a certain voice. for our, our mental health. But uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't hate the, uh, I didn't hate the idea at all. I, figured, I mean, I figured, that'd be, like, you know, it's all like, it's all wishful thinking, I think. But I think what they've, the changes are amazing. They've already done. I think the playoffs, we 
we talk about it now, there's a lot more teams. Like we talk about the Expos yeah. would have been in the playoff maybe two or three or four more times. That would have been really cool to see. But I think that'd be, I don't know, we do it in minor leagues, you do it in the independent baseball. I mean, I, I like it. I think it's kind of, you know, it changes everything. I mean, I would have done that before I changed the bases. I changed everything else. But You got something about the bases. I don't get it. I don't understand <laughs> it. No one had explained to me what it's about. I don't understand that. Well, the pitching clock. Make the I, first I, I, base bigger because there's, you know, there's collusion and stuff yeah. like that. People getting out. But don't, don't. They, they, don't I wonder it. if they're going to bring the orange, you know, yeah, like the, that's the, what the, I was down, like the softball bag. Yeah, exactly. Just put a big bag on the right. You know, that's your bag. That's my bag. And that's it. Very simple. So you run outside. <laughs> we're, we're Make the box smaller. And just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think that would have been kind of cool to, you know, just keep everybody involved because we all know making the playoffs changes probably. Yeah. It changes like the way, you know, everybody wants to make the playoffs. I think it's a big difference. I, that's why they're actually arguing to get more teams in the playoffs. That would be kind of very different, but that would be kind of cool. But, but you I, know what I like? Because we saw the impact of it this year during the trade deadline because we didn't know what the, the Angels going to do with Otani for the longest time. Yeah. I really thought the Cubs were going to sell. Well, just imagine you have Trout and Otani right now. They're out of the playoffs, right? But yeah. they're still in there. Like, we're going to be able to see them in playoffs because that's a totally different ball game when you have those two guys and you had one or two pitchers at the deadline. And you're like, you know what? The second half, we're starting over. We're redoing that. And we yeah. have a chance to make it because you have the two of the greatest players of all time that play in the same team that have never been to the playoffs ever. We only yeah. saw them WBC. That's pretty much at the biggest, you know, the biggest stage. Yeah. And like on. I was saying, it's like, it's like what I enjoyed is like the Cubs were a good, uh, good example. We're mentioning a list of the guys who would go last second they go on a winning streak they realize they're within reach of the mm -hmm. division of being in first place in the central what then again you know pretty much everybody can be in first place in the central but the, and then they go no no we're keeping the team the team we're keeping the team as it is and we're gonna have some pieces but uh, but to that point though i gotta say that uh even with a system of uh, a first half winner and a second half winner Trout and Otani wouldn't be in the playoffs. Hey, thanks, folks. Thanks for uh, being there. Thanks for listening to us and uh, reminiscing with us. Here's uh, the addresses for our, our social uh, media network, whatever you want to call it, addresses. I sound like an old man saying that like that. You want to talk to us, you want to reach us, you want to see what's going on. Go this on the where line. You go. Go exactly. On the line. Thanks for uh, La Poche Bleu. Thanks for Simon Cowan. Thanks for everybody uh, you know, who's helping us with the those so-called, not so-called, but the, 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 the here-mentioned social media. And uh, especially thanks to you guys for, for being a part of this adventure that's uh, still new and uh, you know evolving. And, We're uh, in progress. Exactly. So uh, on this note, all we Game have to Game over. Say, exactly. We're getting yeah, better. All right. Let's get a little more emotional. We're getting there. It's your line. you got to work it, man. I, I'm, I'm just fitting you. Let's go. Have a good one, folks. Game over.